0: Jeff Carter's 37 years old. He was just extended by two years. With an average annual value of $3 million plus. This, my friends, is not a rebuilding operation. Good morning to you. Good Thursday morning. I'm Dan Kovacevic of DK Pittsburgh Sports. This is Daily Shot of Penguins. Comes your way bright and early every weekday if you're into football and or baseball. I also offer up daily shots of Steelers and Pirates where you found this. The window is the window. Let's be really, really clear about that. The window is Sidney Crosby is wearing black and gold, and therefore every single season he's here will be aimed at competing for the Stanley Cup once and for all. Any other concepts need to be thrown out on site, including, I might add, if there's another first round disaster, a fourth consecutive first round disaster, it will not change management's stance on where this team is projected to be or expected to be over the next Three years. Why three years and not two? Because that's how long Sid's contract goes, which isn't to suggest that Sid won't get an extension. I'm guessing he's going to be deemed kind of worthy of that sort of thing. But maybe it's at that juncture where you say, hey, you know, we do still have to care for the organization as a whole and et cetera, et cetera. You can be part of this next wave, kind of the way we saw Mario ushering the kids. It was a little bit of a different situation. Mario wanted and was, when he first came back, part of a contender. That was a big, big reasoning behind his return. He wanted to win another Stanley Cup. And then, you know, he ended up skating alongside a baby-faced Sid and a team that was well on its way to becoming one that had wind up following through on a near full rebuild. This isn't that. This is a hockey team that Ron Hextall and Brian Burke correctly assessed as being still eminently capable of winning another championship. And I respect that they made that assessment at a rare time when it wouldn't be popular. Meaning, of course, right after that latest first round loss to the Islanders, they correctly saw that it was about Tristan Jari. That was, and I said this myself at the time, that wasn't very popular either. That was a team that was capable of making a prolonged run in the playoffs. And if you have that, then you can win a championship if your goaltender gets appropriately hot. Their goaltender, of course, went completely in the other direction. But the team itself, the roster, what was there? And yeah, including, notably, after Carter's arrival, What's this mean for the future? Well, the first thing that jumps out at me from my own conversations that I've had with Hextall and Burke individually, though they're very much, and visibly so, on the same page, is that each year will be treated as a championship contending year. They're not going to go away from that for as long as 87 is taking the ice for them. Not out of some sense of obligation or debt or anything like that, although I'm sure that's a component to it, but because it's just kind of common sense. We might think in Pittsburgh that generational talent comes along all the time because we've had this almost uninterrupted run since 1984. But it doesn't. It doesn't. And both of these gentlemen, having been with other organizations that realized that far better than we ever could in Pittsburgh. And remember, by the way, that Burke was the GM in Anaheim who lost the draft lottery for Sid to Craig Patrick and was really, really burned by it, if you'll recall. These guys are going to embrace every opportunity every opportunity that they've got. And you have to do that, of course, in a way that at least partially balances the future, even in the short term. I don't believe that you're going to see these two guys make a trade at this deadline in which a high draft pick goes out the window. I really don't. A, I don't think there's the need. When you're talking about a backup goaltender and right-handed defensive depth, you'd better not be parting with some high picks, okay? But B, they want to keep building this next wave. They want to keep fortifying what they have in their system and creating a push on up through Wilkes-Barre-Scranton that maybe will benefit... The Pittsburgh team, faster than some people might think. Boston always leaps up at me as an example here. The Bruins are still about the same core, for the most part, that they've had for a very long time. It's Patrice Bergeron, Brad Marchand, and for a while there—well, I leave out Tuka Rask, but uh, for a while there's a Dano Chara. And then David Pasternak comes along. And then they get a few other younger players that come in and augment and add speed and energy and other vital elements that you need. Well, the Penguins have had some of that already. It hasn't really been from draft picks as much as it has from uh, external acquisitions. John Marino came along at a younger age. Uh, in a trade with Edmonton Marcus Petterson came along at age 22 in a trade with Anaheim energy has come from unexpected sources like Evan Rodriguez who's now 29 but you know seemingly burst on the scene just this winter more of that can still happen Radim Zahorna acquired similarly international free agent Drew O'Connor college free agent They can, and I think will, have an impact, both of those guys in particular, at the Pittsburgh level, meaningfully, by next season. So I I know it's easy to get behind the here and now when the teams won 17 of 19, which the Penguins have entering their game tonight against the Kraken. But I also know that as soon as the team starts losing, it's going to be blow up the core rebuild and all that other nonsense it's just not going to happen jeff carter has now gotten that put on to paper when we come back just one question It's time for just one question. That's brought to you always on this program by Fubo TV. The monthly cost of cable is over 200 bucks. Fubo TV is 65 bucks a month to watch all the same channels, including at and Sportsnet Pittsburgh. And right now, Fubo TV is offering our listeners of this show a seven-day free trial and 15 percent off your first month. Just go to fubo.tv.com/dk. fubo.tv.com/dk. And today's J1Q comes from Daniel, who asks if Ron Hextall's already re-signing free agents not named Evgeny Malkin or Chris Letang. He probably has a pretty decent clue of how much those two are going to cost, right? You know what, Daniel? I hadn't even had this cross my mind, and it's a great point. If you're going to sign Jeff Carter over a two-year span and you know that you've got the super tight cap over your heads, and you know that the cap isn't likely to move for the foreseeable future because of pandemic and escrow and other stuff that I won't bore everybody with, then you've probably got a pretty good handle not just on Malkin and Letang, but also any number of other pending unrestricted free agents. And that list, of course, includes Brian Rust, Danton Heinen, Evan Rodriguez, and they're not alone. There's a big old budget crunch on the way, and any good general manager is going to be looking out for not just next year, But the year after and the year after, and under these extraordinary circumstances, for the Penguins to commit $3 million each year to Carter doesn't come without cost or risk. It's not as simple a matter as saying, we love Jeff Carter, and he's scored a billion goals since he's been here, so just pay the man. Oh, and by the way, the salary seems reasonable, so I'm completely okay with it. The bigger variable in the mix, by far, is the impact on the cap. Does this mean, this Carter signing, for example, that the Penguins have determined in advance that they just can't afford, let's say, Rodriguez? I haven't heard that, so I'm not like sharing some inside info here. And I don't expect to hear that, but just throwing it out there where they say, look, there's going to be teams out there once Rodriguez hits the open market who think that what we saw from him in the first 30 games was real. And that what we've seen from him in the last 10 games in which he has zero goals and two assists is going to be the aberration, in which case we can't be taking a stab at that a stab in the dark. There are always corresponding decisions in a cap setting. Maybe it's Rust. Maybe it's Heinen. You know, he hasn't scored in a while. Uh, Whatever it is, those types of decisions, the Rust, the Heinen, the Rodriguez, those are the ones that you can safely put off to season's end to see how things progress. More so with the last two than with Russ. Rust is a known commodity. I probably shouldn't even be lumping him in with those other guys. But for Malkin and Latang, yeah, they're going to have an idea. They've already had discussions. So he's absolutely, meaning Hextall, got an idea, Daniel. There's no doubt in my mind. And there's also no doubt in my mind that the Penguins are going to make every effort to keep both of those players. I think the Carter signing is going to have more of an impact on these other players. I just mentioned the other wingers. I appreciate the question. I appreciate everyone listening to Daily Shot of Penguins. I'm heading tonight to cover Pittsburgh versus Seattle for DK Pittsburgh Sports with a full column. And, of course, I'll be right here with you again tomorrow.